Hello. Welcome back. If you're still listening. If you're still if we're still on the air by now. I'm not 100 percent sure we will be. <laughs> yeah. Good uh good subject today, which I'm excited about because it's I've went on about it a few hours in the past, haven't I? I've had a few quotes <laughs> and things on it. But it is really important this one. So it's insurance brokers. I cannot verse because I don't like the word verse. Is it insurance brokers and uh, mortgage brokers, and kind of where they fit on this space? And I'm going to kind of you said you know to me like can I mediate it a little bit? So we'll kind of tell you where to go and what we're doing. But yeah. um, I've I was saying to you before we went before we press record, I have been overwhelmingly outreached after the first show has come out about mortgage brokers saying that they need to learn more about insurance because they don't actually that they're only selling it to their clients every now and then. Um, that, that's like feed the dogs is going to turn down a bit Ash oh no it's too loud is it I can't it's only 20 <laughs> um, we can just stop feeding the ducks it's not a problem no leave the ducks on just quietly um, <laughs> no so I think there's a difference isn't there between like mortgage brokers don't have to no don't necessarily have to be amazing at doing insurance because if they want to they could specialise just in mortgages and refer the insurance out so that you know that you're being a mortgage specialist you're dealing with the mortgage and you know that somebody else who is better than you at doing insurance is going to service the client for the insurance needs there's nothing wrong with not being the best at both because i remember when i started not when i started about six months and i was like i want to do mortgage i want to do mortgages because not everyone might agree again it's just my opinion but i think mortgage brokers have a hell of a lot more respect in the industry than insurance brokers do like just insurance yeah um, not even just in the industry like with clients as well like a mortgage broker sounds a lot more should we say like professional than an insurance advisor or insurance salesman um and i just yeah, thought I you're right i also yeah, i think with that as well i think because people come to a lot of times they'll come to their broker to buy a house so it's a different relationship whereas with insurance people you can sometimes feel a little bit like you're trying to sell them something with the broker you're trying to just provide them with something they actually need it's a weird want sorry that yeah want so like a mortgage broker serves in a want a insurance advisor is trying to explain why you need it and no very different there is clients who do want you know they come here and say i want this but a lot of the time insurance is on the back of a mortgage um and I was like, I want to be a mortgage broker. And everyone was like, you can't do both. You will not be good at both. There's no way. You'll either get too bombed down and sidetracked with mortgages and you'll lose your insurance, like, you know, the way you are and your passion with it. Or you'll be really bad at mortgages and just continue to be good at insurance. And I, I didn't believe it. I thought, no, I can do both. I'll be miserable. <laughs> I'll, I'll be the first, if you're telling me no one can do it, I'll be the first one to do it. Well, I bought I bought that course and I started reading. I was like, no, thank you. No <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. When you you, t- you started doing a mortgage course when we first started working together. Oh, my gosh, I forgot about that. No, no, thank you. Not for me. You can continue <laughs> as I am. You can think, you can have all the respect you want. I do not want that. <laughs> but, like... I, I know that, like, I'm happy with that because obviously I love what I'm doing. But I think a lot, of, a lot of mortgage brokers either 
maybe feel a bit of pressure to, to to make sure that they're doing the insurance, which I think is important. But I think what's even more important is that the client has cover. So whichever way you do that, whether that's yourself, you're referring it out, even if you don't, you know, there's nobody on this planet you like or trust to refer your services to, and you just explain to them, you need this, go and source it with somebody that you want to do it with. Because at the end of the day, the hardest thing when you're referring out is having the the trust in the person you're referring the business to, because it's an extension of you. So, you know, if someone referred, I'd done an amazing job with their clients, done the mortgage brilliant, had a lovely relationship, and then said, oh, Mike Smith is going to do your insurance now. It's really good. And this Mike Smith started ignoring the calls, not getting back to them, wasn't very professional. They're then going to have that last taste of you with him. And I get that. I do get that. Like people have probably been stung with it in the past and don't want to. But I just don't, what I don't agree with is mortgage brokers doing it purely because one, you know, it's quick, easy money because they've got the client and they're just going to do whatever they think. And two, where they try and tell them that they have to have the insurance for your mortgage to go through. Yeah, so there are two things I'd like to dive into both of those. They're both really important. And we'll do the, the, the less controversial one first. Um, but the one that I, I that and I won't I won't mention his name, but I had a phone call with a broker who watched our first show and like he's a friend of mine, but he came on the sh- on the show and said so he came spoke to me and he literally was saying, you know, talking about this idea of he said, Really, it's really hard for us to actually do a good job as a mortgage broker. He actually said that he said it's very difficult to be good at insurance at the level it needs to be. And he said about the quick money, he said it's not actually that much of a quick money because it, the risk is very high if you're not selling it correctly and you know, you've got to make sure you get it. And he said, and so you often find that, in, and he's an old school broker, been around for a lot, not old school, but he's he's been around for a long time. And he said, most brokers who I know, there are a few that do very well. He said, most of them have been in the industry for a long time. And so, and I know as well, they're not doing it to this level. So when people jump on their high horse, I think that's really important that they'll go, you will get people who listen to this and they'll go, I always do the right thing. And I challenge that you probably are not because if you can't do, you know, you're not a brain surgeon one day and then a foot surgeon the next day, they're different things. And then one thing that then to go on to you on, and I know it's the main soapbox that you want to jump on really is this idea of telling people that they need to have it. So how common do you find that? You have to have it. You have to have it to get a mortgage or you have to, which I know is not true as being an ex, being an ex advisor and, you know, as being an advisor, but how often do you, as an insurance-only advisor, come up against that? All the time, you know. And really? it's more, predominantly more, I'd say 80% of them is from new builds. Wow. All of them. So, and it's so, I just find it disgusting. Like, you get, and not putting everyone in a box because they're not always, but say, first-time buyers, never done the process before, don't realise what it is. They're desperate to get the house, you know, that feeling of when you're buying your first house and you're thinking something's going to go wrong, it's not going to work, you know, I need to do what, you know, tell me what hoops I need to jump through and I'm going to jump. Like that is a lot of the time that's the type that you're going to, that's, a, that's what you're going to be dealing with. And like when I put a video out before about saying, by the way, FYI, if anybody tells you you have to have insurance for your mortgage to go through, they're lying to you. That's not the truth. Yeah. The amount of people that I got messaging me saying, are you serious? Like, my mortgage broker said this, my mortgage broker said this. Like, to the point of I've heard it heard multiple times, oh, well, they said if I, if I don't do my insurance, then I can't have the house. Like, 
we know, I know that I can't put a quote on it says live for 90 days, right? So I've had it where a client has said to me, do my house, I need to my insurance, I need to get it sorted now. And I'm like, all right, okay, that's fine. We'll go through it. And then it's, oh, my house is going to be ready until August. But the but the new build advisor was wanting them to agree on prices and sign and say, that's what I want in the January. And I was like, it's, it's impossible. He cannot be doing that to you. Like, he can't. Yeah, it'll change because it'll be age-costed. It'll go up by the time you even get what? there. Right, and she's like, "Well, that's what he said to me." And you're like, "You feel, you find yourself like, I get mad. Like, I find myself like battling. Like, no, no, why would I lie to you? I'm doing myself out of." Well, you're. It's hard, isn't it? it, when you when you do this scenario as well as with this one, because I find if you're that, I think it puts people like good advisors in a bad bad spot because if you start to unravel what they've done, the the, the, the person will look at you in one of two ways, either. They're going to be feel really uncomfortable with the fact that what they've bought, they might feel a bit silly. So they're like, oh, no, 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 it's fine. But also, you are also unraveling their trust in advisors. So the yeah. more you say, that's not right. And that's actually, they're not, but you're not actually building. This is why I think it's not a good thing. It's not, you're not actually building your trust with them. It's actually un damaging, uh, damaging their entire work perspective. Yeah, it is. And it's, it's not, I don't, enjoy, I don't enjoy doing it, but I'm not going to sit there. And especially when you're putting out, when like say certain videos get a lot of attention, you can either deal with it one or two ways. You can either just like bypass it and not respond and just like pretend that they haven't said these comments or you can be straight with them and be honest. And I'd rather always be honest. And you, you I know that I can hear like sometimes clients will be like, oh my God, like, and they'll go in, they'll Google it and they'll check or they'll ask somebody else. And then they'll say, I can't believe they did that. Or you get them where they go, well, why would they lie? And I'm like, why would I lie? I'm do like if I wanted to use that line, I would make more sales if that was the truth. Like I'm telling you, you should have it. You need it. It's absolutely amazing. But you don't have. You don't need it to get a mortgage. As in, you're not going to get your house if you don't have this insurance in place. And that's the difference. Like that tactic is. It boils my blood. I can't bear it. I think it's awful. It just screams for me. PPI. That's all it screams. It is. Yeah. Like, were you Miss Soldier Insurance? Did anyone tell you you have to have this in place? The, st the hard thing I've seen, and I've seen this in firms, both um, being a part of firms like that and and being in teams where they've done it, as well as um, heard advisors within like you know, conferences and things over, over drinks. This idea of it's not what you say, it's what's on the... Um, the suitability letter and that really wound that used to wind me up um amongst advisors that that they would you know they'd have this carbon copy compliant lettering for their insurance but then what they say it's so, like you know when they say well it's ppi well no because the suitability letter says you're aware that you and they never were aware they never were because they would be bragging about it going well i just tell them they need to have this ones i would speak to the worst one i ever saw was someone saying i just it was a broker again and they said, I just tell them it's £50 a month and um, I just make it fit to £50 a month, whatever it is. So they, when they come in, I said, it's going to be £50 a month unless you're overweight or you've got any issues. And he said, and then I just mess about with it until it fits £50 a month and they get what they get under £50 a month. And um, and then in the, the suitability letter, it said something like, you said you had a budget of £50 a month, so we worked it around your budget. Yeah. But every client had a budget of £50 a month. And um, and it's a similar thing. It's exactly the same thing with this, with that being told they have to have it. It's the same 
there's a lot of lazy lazy tactics um out there it's not, it's not even it's not even lazy it's 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 just deceitful just wrong it's not actually lazy. it's wrong it's wrong you're, yeah you're telling you're not telling them that the, the that whole like oh it's in your fine print or read your documents no no like i'm coming to you for advice i expect honest advice so you should be saying to every single one of your clients you don't have to have it we'd advise you have it and don't put the pressure on like one of the one of the one of my clients basically found out through a friend of me and said look i've been getting a lot of pressure off this mortgage advisor to to do my insurance like to the point where it's off-putting and she started showing me the emails that they were sending and i i was dying inside i thought i can't believe that this is what you're sending to people and like expecting them to trust you with with looking after them protecting them being the person that they ring if they get cancer like so but and not every mortgage but not, but yeah, there's some amazing mortgage brokers out there who who probably are very good at doing insurance to a degree but i don't believe that there's a mortgage broker who can be as good as an insurance only advisor at doing the insurance side of it yeah um, and there's a lot of old school like the i get it all the time of 100 grand level life fifty thousand level kick and that's it over and over and over and over again <laughs> that master of all trades in a jack of all trades and a master of none isn't it it's a similar it's I always like, think my friend is a lawyer and he can't, he never understands it when I used to work in the, in this, in your space. And he was like, mate, I'm a, he's a, he's a contract lawyer for, I can't it's like some sort of genetic, genetic engineering thing. It's super niche. That's what they put the moral of the story. And he would say to me, I can't understand how you work in a financial profession and you can tell me as a mortgage broker, he's like, I can't understand how you can tell me that you as a mortgage broker can deal with everything. He said, I can't, I, he said, I don't understand it. I said, I don't think that's possible. As we used to say to me all the time, as in, you know, with, he said, what if I want buy to let, what if I want remorse? He said, he said, he said, Ash, I'm a lawyer and I can, to, to do my job to the level is, that is required to deliver the best result for my client. I have to be a niche specialist in yeah. that thing. And it's the same. <laughs> I think there's like, especially with mortgages. There's, there's generalist brokers. I understand that. You can get really good mortgage brokers who are good at all different types of mortgages. But I think trying to do... It's either, they're, they're two different jobs, insurance yeah. and then mortgage. You either be 100% the expert in mortgages and you pass on your insurance or you tell the client to go and find their own insurance and just explain that you don't want to deal with it because of the risk or because of what what you know you can't do a good enough job but for me why don't you just set up somebody who you trust who you could pass the business to so that you know the client's getting looked after correctly because as well as forcing somebody get insurance is really bad it's also really bad to just say like oh crack on i don't do it like you need to at least point them in the right direction if you don't want to refer out as in go speak to this person but you can you know point them in the right direction make sure they're aware of the risks and things but you know maybe mortgage brokers could could do more training on insurance more you know in detail there are some amazing brokers out there that do that you know there are people out there and i will give them credit there what there are brokers out there who are good at insurance and at mortgages this what when when you're saying you know if you are that broker then i think crack on and if you are listening to this and want to be that broker, then you just need to spend more time learning and developing the products. But if you are just doing the generics that you've just said, I, I know with me, I'm as a, as my as a as a 
broker when I was employed, I did a lot of insurance. I loved doing insurance. It was one of my favorite things to do. I made most of my money from it. But when I set up my own firm, I actually couldn't do the, the insurance and also run, run the business and see the clients and manage the, everything when I was a one-man band. And I ended up outsourcing my insurance. And it was, and, and I liked doing it. I made most of my money, but I ended up having to make a decision for the client. Yeah, like which one, which, which service do you want to give them 100% on? That's what it was. It was like my client, I was like, I can't do this because it's an afterthought and it shouldn't be an afterthought. And, um, and I was, you know, happy to bring it back later, but the reality is if you're a business owner, it's really hard to, you're, you're juggling enough plates as it is, let alone trying to keep up with criteria on two different avenues. It's absolutely fine. If you're in a small one man band, you've got no, you, you know, you deal with it. Cool. But the, the decision I had to make, and it's like with yourself, is it really the best thing for the client? Yeah. It might be the best for my pocket, but it, is it the best for the client? And in that case, take a split with somebody where I still make some commission because they're my client, but they're getting the right advice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you make sure you're doing right by the client and whichever way it is you do that, whether you feel like you can do it good enough on your own, then fine. But it's when they're not getting that service because you either don't want to refer it out or you can't be bothered to make sure you've done a proper job on board or on it. Like, And there's nothing wrong with not being able to do. You can't be an expert in both is, is, is what I think. That's my, I don't believe you can be the a very good expert in mortgages and insurance. I think you're either one or the other. You can do a good job and like you say, there will be people out there who will do it, but I'm talking like on a whole, as in the majority of people who you speak to or come from with mortgages, the, the insurance does the reading. <laughs> now we're going to cue all of the hateful messages in the chat saying that you're chatting shit. <laughs> so let's wrap this one up next week we're going to be talking about how to speak to clients which is actually a good one off the back of this um so we're going to be talking all about that which definitely want to tune in for carla any parting words before we end this week's inside insurance please new build companies stop telling <laughs> Stop telling first-time buyers that they have to have a PPI. Stop. Just stop it before there's a PPI or 800 number coming round on adverts all the time. They will. They're on their, they're on their way. All right. Let's run this one out. We'll see you next